Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. When Uber first blew up in San Francisco nearly a decade ago, it was basically at war with taxis. The company's leaders were super clear about which industry they were targeting. Here's Uber's co-founder, Travis Kalanick, in 2014. We didn't realize it, but we're in this political campaign and the candidate is Uber, and the opponent is an asshole named Taxi. Uber's rise marked the beginning of the end for most of the taxi industry. Taxi companies went bankrupt, and drivers went broke. So it's kind of weird, ironic, to see that now Uber says it wants to work with taxis. Soon, riders in San Francisco will be able to hail a cab from the Uber app, thanks to a new agreement between the company and taxi apps. And it's causing some mixed feelings. One common word that kept coming up was suspicion or suspicious. There's not a lot of trust in Uber. However, this could help taxi drivers make up for the lost demand. Today, why Uber now wants to work with taxis after nearly destroying them. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
Uber riders will be able to see taxis as well as Ubers when they call up the app. Levi Sumagaisai is a senior reporter for Market Watch. Riders will have the option of, you know, getting a ride from a regular Uber driver or a taxi cab. And then how exactly will it work for drivers? So taxi drivers now have, most of them are on an app. They will also be included in the Uber app now. And so they will have the choice to take passengers via the Uber app. They will continue to have the option to work their regular jobs, like, you know, an actual taxi ride, but they will have the additional option of also taking rides that come from the Uber app. So theoretically, they're supposed to have access to Uber's clientele, basically. Yes. How many drivers could this affect? Uber said that by the time the pilot gets up and rolling, it expects 100% of San Francisco's taxis to be available on its app. A little bit over 1,000. The deal that Uber struck with the taxi apps in San Francisco covers most of them. Are taxi drivers required to do this, Levy? They are not. You know, they can be in the Uber app and choose to accept or they can decline it. Flywheel, which makes the app that most taxis use in San Francisco, Flywheel said that they could even, I believe, opt out. Taxi cab drivers do not have to participate in this if they don't want to. And there will be some taxi drivers who won't want to. And then how soon, you mentioned this is a pilot program, how soon could this be a reality? It's possible that it could be 30 days within the San Francisco Transit Agency's um, approval of the whole thing, which happened last week. It could be up and running within 30 days, but it definitely has to be up and running by August. Levy, you mentioned an agreement between Uber and ride-hailing apps for taxis. How did this happen exactly? As I understand it, Uber approached the ride-hailing taxi apps. Um, It is part of what Uber is calling its global strategy to basically get together with the industry that it disrupted. Now, you know, more than a decade later, they are, I mean, at least Uber is, going right back to the taxi industry. And um, it is now saying that it can't envision a world in which taxis and Uber are not working together. But we think that we can help uh, taxis by bringing them more business and we have more uh, transportation choices. So that's what Uber says. They said that they can't see a world where taxis and Uber exist separately. But what does that really mean, you think? What's really happening here? Well, the pandemic changed so many things, as we all know, and as we keep saying, for the taxi industry and for Uber, it meant some drivers didn't want to drive. You know, let's just take Uber for a moment. When the pandemic first happened, Uber said something like 80% of its ride-hailing business just went. But as things started to change in these past couple of years, 
demand slowly began to come back. And now Uber is saying that demand is almost fully back and it needs drivers back. Some of the drivers who stopped driving because of the pandemic, some of those drivers didn't come back. Uber had to pay bonuses to try to lure drivers back to its platform. This is a way for them to increase their supply with ready and usually willing drivers. And this is also, it sounds like a way of them getting more drivers without necessarily paying for them. Right. I mean, you know, I I don't know what the financial arrangements are between um, Uber and the taxi apps, but Uber has obviously has long fought to make sure that the people who drive for its platform are not considered employees. Well, this would give them the supply of um, drivers that are definitely not their employees and will not be asking to be their employees. Because, um, you know, taxi drivers are ready, they are independent on their own, they have medallions, they have, you know, it, there's already a system in place there, right? So Uber is just tapping into this system that it does not need to worry about the classification issue about at all. So Uber says that this should theoretically be enticing to taxi drivers, that this is a way of helping them out. I know, Levy, there was a SF Municipal Transportation Agency meeting about this. Did taxi drivers weigh in at that meeting as well? Yes, a lot of um, different stakeholders weighed in at the meeting. Um, They've been weighing in. Yes, hi. My name is George. I'm a medallion purchaser. I've been driving a taxi for 20 plus years. Some taxi drivers are thinking this could be a good thing for them. Um, They are looking at Uber's huge brand. I strongly urge the board to vote yes. This is our ticket out. And some of them are excited about the possibility that, um, you know, this, this could boost their business. And for all these who are complaining, do not use Uber. Leave it to us who want to use Uber. Thank you. But there are taxi drivers who have suspicions about Uber's motives. Good afternoon. This is Barry Toronto. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. You know, a lot of taxi drivers, they have seen the complaints that Uber drivers themselves have about Uber. And so they're worried that some of the things that Uber drivers complain about will begin to apply to them or, you know, will, will, they'll begin to see those same issues. And so they're worried about that. I am uh, uh, very much concerned about the lack of transparency in what's being proposed here. Uh, Working with a company that exploits workers is a huge problem, a major issue with the fact that they treat their their own drivers horribly. Just imagine how much they're going to treat us. The other thing is the prices could be higher or lower than regulated taxi fares now. Uber fares are not regulated, and um, Uber drivers and passengers definitely see a lot of fluctuations. I'm also curious how Uber drivers are feeling about this. I talked to a couple. Um, One of them told me 
he felt a kinship that they are all drivers and that they all, you know, that they go through similar issues and problems and tribulations and their their jobs are very similar. And so he wasn't that worried. He felt like that it would work out, although he was concerned because this is a driver in San Francisco. He was concerned about the fact that he didn't feel there was enough demand right now for both Uber drivers and taxi drivers to be in the same pool. It, it's very complicated. There's a history there. When um, Uber first came to be, there was animosity between Uber drivers and taxi drivers. Eventually, because of Uber's dominance, some taxi drivers switched to being Uber drivers, right? So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated history. Definitely lots of baggage. I have to say the one common thread, one common word that kept coming up was suspicion or suspicious. There's not a lot of trust in Uber. However, um, like I said, you know, this could help uh, taxi drivers make up for the lost demand that they've experienced because of Uber. Could this expand beyond San Francisco and into the rest of the Bay Area? Absolutely. What Uber is saying publicly about all this is that it wants to do this everywhere. So I have no doubt that they will um, succeed. They have already done it in many cities, you know, outside the United States. And it is a way for Uber to shore up the supply that it needs. Uber is under a lot of pressure to make sure that it has that supply. It is under pressure to make a profit. It is under pressure to prove that it is a business that can keep evolving, keep thinking of new, um, as it calls it, use cases. Um, And so it is definitely characterizing these partnerships as a way to do all of that. It'll be really interesting to see how it all works because, like I said, there's such a very deep-seated mistrust of Uber. And so we'll see what taxi drivers think after these pilots are done. Levy, thank you so much. Sure, thank you. That was Levy Sumagaisai, senior reporter with Market Watch. You can find Levy and her work on Twitter at Levy Sue. That's L-E-V-I-S-U. This episode of The Bay was once a 27-minute conversation sliced down by our editor, Alan Montecilio. Producer Maria Esquinka made this thing sound pretty. She scored this episode and added all the tape. Thanks also to reporter Tsuki Lewis for some of the tape that you heard in this episode. You can catch me, Maria, and Alan on Twitter at TheBayKQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night. 
knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.